0: Hello, and welcome to Cathedral Stories, a podcast brought to you by the Cathedral of the Sacred Heart in East Hill, Pensacola. My name is James Redding, and today I'm privileged to bring to you none other than Father Pat Foley. Father Pat is a native son of East Hill and a priest of the Diocese of Pensacola, Tallahassee for 48 years. I sat down with Father Pat earlier today, and I hope you enjoy our conversation. Which goes through many memories and stories of his life, from Pensacola, beyond, and then back here to home. How's it going, Father Pat?
1: Father, fine, fine. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's how this is gonna be. I got it. All right. Wanna try it again? No, it's all right. I, I'm gonna I make mistakes all the time. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'm fine. Um, you're from here, right? Pensacola, born and raised. East Hill? East Pensacola Heights and East Hill. Okay.
0: Yeah. And at the time, that was a part of Sacred Heart Parish? Yes. Both. Yes. Both were. Okay. All right. And then you became a priest somewhere along the way?
1: After Catholic. Going to Catholic. Okay. I went to the seminary. And you've still got relatives here? I have a sister and two nephews and a sister-in-law who live here. That's all. Oh, that's enough. Yeah. And two sisters in Jacksonville. Okay,
0: and you're not exactly a young man anymore. Uh -uh. (laughs) Uh-oh.
1: Closer to the kingdom,
0: right? Okay, that's a good way of putting it. All right. So I thought we would sit down and record some of your memories. Okay. I know we've had a chance lately to talk a lot, but not everybody has gotten to hear what we've been talking about. That's probably a good thing. Yes, probably. (laughs) But today I hope we can record some of our more presentable parts. Um... So, talk to me about childhood memories. The, personal the, childhood, you mean? Personal, the <clears> neighborhood,
1: <throat> the parish, you you go for it. Oh, my goodness. As long as you ask me questions. I was baptized at the original Sacred Heart, so everything started there. I have a twin sister, so we grew up together. I have an older brother who was, um, um, I don't know what the word is. He uh my parents were told that he would never live to be a teenager, and he lived. He died at 76, two years ago. Uh, so our family was different only in that sense. Um, never missed church. Okay. Everybody went to church. My parents did not go together because in those days they had, well they had six kids. Yeah. So daddy took two of us usually. One was always too young to go, because so my father or my mother would watch whoever wasn't at church okay. with the other. So.
0: And, and you went in the early shift or the late shift?
1: Always early. I loved going with my dad and sit, standing next to him. People used to, I heard people say that at church, I was always proud to sit next to my father for an odd reason, that... Uh, uh, he looked just like Clark Gable, the movie star.
0: Oh, my
1: gosh. So I was always important <clears throat> Yeah. sitting next to my father. Okay. He was a wonderful guy, though.
0: Okay. And you liked early morning mass?
1: Yes. That's why I say six, celebrate 6.30 most of the time.
0: Oh, uh, Okay. Uh, I like getting
1: up, mass, and taking on the day.
0: Okay. And always you, have.
1: Even when you were a kid? I didn't want to get out of bed, but once I was out of bed, I'm fine. Okay. And how did you...
0: How did you know that you had a religious sense? How did you, how did you morph into this priest that everyone knows today?
1: Uh, be honest. I will, I will, I will. <laughs> we had a priest at Sacred Heart. Old folks my age will certainly remember. His name was Father Bender. And um, Father Bender taught the boys who wanted to be altar boys Mm-hmm. In those days we had to learn Latin, so he taught us the words, the pronunciations, months and months and months he spent with us every week. OK? And we had to memorize so many parts, you know for the next week to yeah. stay in the program. Yeah He was wonderful. Never met a man like that, never in my whole life. I loved him so much that <clears throat> when uh, I was ordained here, yeah. he was living in Jacksonville, and he was very sick. And I invited him to come to my ordination and he was there. My ordination, he wasn't here at my first Mass, he had to go. And wouldn't you know, one of my first assignments was to, I wouldn't uh, ordained a couple of months and had to go and take over uh, for him because he couldn't celebrate Mass anymore. And I would, he had terrible abscesses in his legs. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, people who know Monsignor Daly will know that he lost his leg. Okay. It was interesting that two priests in a row. Okay. But anyway, uh, yeah. so I had to go and <clears throat> I had to take... I was like a nurse for him, changing his wounds and... The man who taught Father, you how to be an altar Father Bender. Or? I've loved him my whole life. I'm going to...
0: That's okay.
1: No, no. That's okay.
0: <laughs> so, so that's... Not the only thing I'm very in, weak that way. Well, that's okay. You're you're uh, you have a lot of genuine emotion. But but that's not the only thing in your life that loop back around. There have been other times where things connect where that was a special
1: one. That was the most special. The second most special is the fact that it's always been Sacred Heart. Okay. I've always been like a member of Sacred Heart, you know, it's always my parish. I have to when I was at other parishes in town I would have to quickly think, Okay, I'm not a sacred heart anymore. Okay. But I love this parish, always have. Okay. And since the tour, you know where I started. Right. I started right there. When the first year that school opened, I was in the first grade. Okay.
0: Here on 12th Avenue.
1: Here on 12th Avenue. Okay. I remember going in the old church as a little boy until this was built. Yeah. I don't remember anything else. I remember my, my grandparents went here. My aunts and uncles would here. Sure. It was a place to be. But not as... Yes, it was, really.
0: But then you were ordained when? March the 25th,
1: 1972.
0: Okay. And where were you ordained? Sacred Heart Parish Church, Pensacola. Pensacola, okay. It was not a cathedral. It was not a cathedral, but... I was know. ordained a deacon here as well. Okay, but it was here. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yes. Okay, that's checking. In the new church. Fun fact, that's not one of the things we discussed ahead of time. We Uh rehearsed a couple things. That wasn't one of them. (laughs) Okay, so a lot of good moments.
1: Among my best.
0: Okay, and and Father Bender was there for a long stretch of time.
1: He was. And I should say, I I think I wrote it in that paper, but um, every year he took the altar boys... On a city bus city school bus okay. to Pensacola Beach. To quiet water really in those days because we were young. Uh-huh. And you had a place to dive and swim and ever it was wonderful all day. Okay. He was the best guy in the one of the best priests I've ever met. So he appreciated y'all. Oh goodness, yes. And we liked him. Really liked him. Sure. 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 He was the first priest too that I did, that didn't have an Irish brogue that I remember. Okay. Everybody else had Irish brogues.
0: A lot of Irish. For years and years, Irish yeah. friend. Okay. So, the give give our listeners a quick tour. So you're ordained in 72. What what happens between then and now? Oh goodness. Just a, just an overview.
1: I was uh, my first assignment was in Jacksonville to a parish and to as a teacher at Bishop Kenny High School where I taught um, uh, 11th and 12th grade. I taught psychology to, um, my minor was psychology, so I taught psychology to the juniors and Christian morality to seniors, which I loved. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I almost decided not to get my master's degree in the seminary because I didn't want to have anything to do with teaching school.
0: But they roped you into it.
1: Yes, with the help of Almighty God probably, because I'm telling you, I really and I thought, no, if I have this opportunity it's crazy not to take it. And I love teaching high school. So you got to do that for a while? I did four years. Okay. That's good. Great years, great years. And in that time, in those days, the bishop transferred his young priests every year. Oh. So every year I had a new rectory to live in and uh but I kept the same job, thank okay. goodness, teaching high school. Okay. But we helped on—we we didn't get days off in those days. Today, I think they get a day and a half. Sure. But um, we didn't have days off, and uh, I used to go to all the football games, sat with the kids, loved my kids. I still have a couple that I see on Facebook.
0: No kidding. So, so you were getting moved around a lot as a young priest, but you were able to do that for four years— and it was rewarding.
1: Absolutely. And so,
0: what happens after that? Do you get any other assignments where you get to be a part of
1: teaching or youth ministry? Uh, not youth ministry. I don't guess that was my thing. It was okay. being a teacher. I loved being with them on okay. a, on and off hours. Both. Okay. Um, uh, no, I taught I taught CCD once year one year, but. That was not my call. But didn't you have a stint with the camp? Oh, that's right. Yeah. I ran a summer camp. See? Isn't (laughs) that? I mean, it's one of the best things I ever did, too. (laughs) Yes. I ran a summer camp.
0: Well, was that hands-on, or was that more making sure that Uh, nobody got killed and everybody got fed? 24-7.
1: Okay. And we had, uh, oh, it was wonderful. What was that called? Camp St. John in, well, Jacksonville, Florida. Okay. Yeah, south okay. of Jacksonville on the St. Johns River. It's still there, but not as a summer camp, but it's a camp for uh, children, special needs children.
0: And you did that for
1: how long? Four years, again, four okay. summers. Yeah.
0: And that was good? Oh, gosh, yes.
1: Yes. We had mass every day with the kids out in the, uh, under these, it was in the woods. Uh-huh. So uh, under these huge, this huge oak tree, we had... Uh, Morning prayer, and then we had mass, and then we had uh, a little talk in the after- late afternoon. So, I w- of course, I led all that. Yeah. And uh, I liked the counselors. We called them counselors in those days. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it was a full life. I had a very full life. Sure. And I got to live there. I didn't have to travel to the city of Jacksonville and back and forth every night. I lived actually on the campus, so it was good. And,
0: and somewhere between then and now, you've had, obviously, multiple parishes. Oh, gosh, yes. Uh, some prison ministry. Yes.
1: Four years. Everything's in fours. Okay. I'm not thinking about it until now, but yeah, prison ministry, yes. Six prisons, four years. Six, six prisons, four years. Plus, at the same time, two parishes. Okay. And, and a lot of memories from those Oh, goodness, goodness gracious, yes. I used to tell people some of the, my best friends were in prison because I liked those men. And those men could say anything to a Catholic priest they wanted because they knew a Catholic priest would never tell anyone what they said, and I never did. And I heard horrible stories, but they were just wonderful men. I mean, I know they were criminals. Sure, but they were honest. But they're people. Yeah. Well, they were to me. I mean, they would, li- they would like for example, they would tell me at one point that they would lie about, no, I didn't kill my wife. And then one day we were sitting down talking, he says, in confession, and he <laughs> told me other things, you know. But you had a special relationship. They trust, oh, yeah. They Th- trusted you. They did. And the one that tried to stab me in the back was not a Catholic.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: We don't know what he was doing in there, but anybody could go to church service in okay. those, you know. didn't have to be a Catholic to go to Catholic Mass. But, but the great. Catholic prisoners
0: had a special bond with you. They appreciate you.
1: I would say yes, very a very close one. I've had them, I've had some, not many, but some, contact me after and thank me. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I love those years. And then,
0: so couple stints working with teenagers, um, time in prison ministry, all with parish duties alongside. All with parish duties. Okay, and then, so, so you don't see yourself, you know, you didn't enjoy teaching CCD or youth ministry, but you do still enjoy teaching, because you've yes. had adult classes
1: for years. Since I moved to Stark, which is where my prison ministry began, I started my first Bible class there, so I would have been 30 years old. Okay, okay. Now, I was teaching high school you know, before that. Sure. So I was teaching, but not Bible. And then my Bible classes were open to anybody in the parish that wanted to come. Sure. Never suffered from not enough people. Sure. Usually it was the opposite. And I'm not blowing my horn, it's just the truth. Sure, and you've been doing that in parishes? That up until I left Nativity. Up until you left. It was a big mistake. I should have told them, please let me come, ask me to come back, but I wouldn't go. I wouldn't do it, I don't think. I, I would love to teach again somewhere, but... So you've still got that teaching spark.
0: And where, where, where does the teaching
1: spark come from? What's the, what's, the I had about? excellent teachers at Sacred. Honest to goodness. Oh, was, what? I'm not even paying you to say that. I was. I well, know it was true. I had Adrian Dominican nuns. They were known, the Order of Preachers. They were known for teaching. And we had those here at Sacred Heart. Now there were a couple that were tyrants. Uh-huh. And you can ask anybody in my age group. That's not they an urban will, legend. That's true. Though it is true. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. The worst one, Sister James Mary. Is that right, everybody? Yes. She was a tyrant. But anyway, she was an excellent teacher. They were all good teachers. what they s- were just thorough? They were passionate? What, what was it? Yes. There? All the above. We even had one teacher who taught us uh, taught us math out of a uh, on what would you call it? It, it? Using a textbook that was not approved by the by the diocese at the time. Okay. But she said the one that y'all are using, they're terrible. So, she, and they told us. So they we, were practical women. Yes. And she said to hide them if the a pastor comes in. <laughs> <laughs> loved it. I loved it when he came in. We'd all put our books into <laughs> the <laughs> He didn't know what we were doing. I don't think. They were great. They were teachers. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is awesome. And I either wanted to be you? a blue angel or a teacher when I grew up, or a priest when I grew up. Any of those three. But you hesitated with the master's degree. I did. I didn't want it. Isn't that funny?
0: Was it because it was going to d- be
1: more work or what? I just, no, I think I, I always wanted a back job. Okay. John Vianney, you know, was not out there trying to be popular like the other priests because he was too dense. For oh, one thing. okay. But he was not spiritually dense. I wasn't. I never. That's why I don't like my picture uh, taken. A lot of things. Okay. I just don't you like. You didn't it. want attention,
0: but you knew you'd be a good teacher. No, I thought I could you. be. Okay.
1: Because I needed a good teacher. Uh huh. And uh huh. Both my my mother quits. High school in the ninth grade in Mobile, from Mobile. She went to Convent of Mercy, Mobile. And my dad graduated from, <clears throat> well, in those days it was McGill. Now it's McGill Tulane, all boys school. Okay. All girls school, all boys school. And um, in Mobile. In Mobile.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yes. Okay.
0: Well, that worked out though. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It worked out. Yeah. I have no regrets. Well, I do, but not to do with priesthood. That's for sure. <laughs> Not to with the priesthood. And you don't regret
0: all those times when you were in positions to teach that was that was fulfilling?
1: Very, very. Actually when the bishop wanted to move me out into the country to Stark. Okay. I said, Oh no, no, because I won't be able to teach, it's too far to drive. Can't believe I said that, but but then that's prison. I got prisons. You got a prison
0: and I see. There was
1: plenty to there's plenty to go through there. Yeah, I remember on Friday nights so leaving Florida State Prison, which is where uh, death row is also, but they're two different sections.
0: Uh huh.
1: And the the men were nice. The guards were so disrespectful to me personally.
0: Uh huh.
1: And I just I remember going out of Florida State Prison many a time and getting in my car and putting my hands. I'm gonna start again. I can feel it coming. Uh oh. It's okay. It's okay. It's terrible. And sit in my car and I would beg God, beg God, don't send me back next week, please. I told you that though, didn't I? About the guards or about the prisoners? Get me out of this one prison. I just, they were so mean. Me? Not the the prisoners. And that was the bad part. That's why I would go out. What kind of a situation is that? Yeah. Of course, I don't know what it's like anymore, but you know, in those days, lay people couldn't go do any kind of ministry. So it was, just, it was just a tense environment. Yes. When the guards were not with us, I was fine. Okay. They were just nasty men. Okay. I mean, trying to make fun of me. I was a Catholic in... in uh,
0: oh, in the armpit of Florida.
1: Oh, let me tell you. <laughs> it's a nice way to put it. Okay. <laughs> Which reminds me, remember I told you one time I was doing that saying mass that, the psychiatric hospital. Oh and we had to, yeah, I had to celebrate mass. Oh, in you, men's should, you should you should let people know that that was just gross.
0: But but she should tell us about the song.
1: Oh, that is a story. I well, really you mean enjoyed. my I had a I uh, had a uh, very uh, famous at the time uh, singer in jail <laughs> in the psychiatric hospital, <laughs> and we were uh, I was getting ready to setting up the altar for mass with this stench around us because it was a men's shower room uh, Mm -hmm. locker room anyway so this person came up and as introduced themselves (laughs) (laughs) i'm not laughing i just loved it it was anyway this guy comes up to me and he says to me hey father my name is diana ross and i would like to sing a song at mass today would that be okay I said, well, my gosh, Diana, it is so nice to meet you. I just love your music. But, but, but this happened at a special point of Mass, didn't it? Well, at the consecration, yes. <laughs> <laughs> at the consecration. I had to put everything down on the table. What are you going to do? Sure. You know, and I said, I'll tell you, you just, uh, you come, you take communion, go back and pray. And when I'm finished up here, I'm going to sit down and introduce you. And I did. Uh huh. It's exactly what we did. He was so happy. And he sang. And he was a great singer. (laughs) (laughs) He wasn't Diana Ross, but he was a great singer. (laughs) Uh, Lots of fulfilling years. Oh my god. No (laughs) shortage of laughs. Oh my lord. I just need to go over this, over this, over this. (laughs) The things I have the things I have forgotten. Sure. I want a copy of this. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) You know? Sure. But well I forgot about him. So, good things. Lots of things. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: I've had some rough stints, but, you know, not worth leaving.
0: Sure. 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 More good than bad.
1: You know, maybe stay at the beach an extra hour so I didn't have to go back to the rectory right away. (laughs) Something like that. Okay. So, um, you and I, we just took a tour.
0: Uh, We saw... The addition to this office building, we mm-hmm. saw the renovation of the cathedral, and then we saw the addition to uh, school. the school. What, um, let's see, in closing here, what What do you think is important about a parish or about a Catholic school? What's the most important thing for a parish to do or a Catholic school to
1: do? Well... I mean, first it had to be teach Christ, right? And um, I think Sacred Heart. And since it's all I knew, Mm -hmm. I've had many churches though since, parishes without a school. I haven't had a parish with a school, Mm. ever. Mm. I was always a loss in a way, I think. I was asked to take a local parish at one time and I said, since it had a school, I said yes, I'd go, because I'd never done anything like that before. But I didn't get it. Mm. The pastor uh, didn't want to leave. So anyway. um, And I think in the school, you have constant contact more than you do in the parish with just daily or weekend mass, which I have loved all my appointments. I wouldn't take one over the other, but uh, that's what I liked about this place. It just has everything you would want here. In a, in a I mean, as a, as a Catholic. Sure, as a Catholic. As, as a priest, for as, sure. As a priest, as a volunteer. <clears throat> yes, it's, everything's here. That's not always true, but it's pretty sure. close. Sure. So,
0: so then the aspiration, like you said, teach Christ and... Um, live it. Live it. And maybe be grateful because we, we, everything's here. Yes, love your family.
1: Very much love your family. And uh, as a priest, uh, to find out some kind of way to make myself available, which hadn't worked yet. Well, we can get on that. We will one day.
0: All right. Well, Father Pat, has this been taxing?
1: Yes, Frank. I mean, uh, James. (laughs) (laughs) See, I don't even know who you are anymore. Yes, it's been wonderful. Okay. Thank you. I thank you for for allowing me to share my moments with myself. And then with you, of course, but...
0: Sure, sure. Well, thanks for coming. You're very welcome. Appreciate having you.
1: Yeah, sure. God bless you. The conversation you heard
0: today was just one in a series of conversations that I've been having lately with Father Pat. I've known who he is for some time, but it's only been recently that we've taken the time to sit down, talk, and get to know each other. He's a delightful priest. He has a great reputation across town and across the diocese, because of who he is. He's genuine, he's honest, he's energetic, and he's caring. I hope that you enjoyed our conversation as much as I have. And if you're enjoying this inaugural episode of Cathedral Stories, make sure to follow or subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast. That way you can hear more episodes coming from us in the future. Until then, we'll see you later.